Sonic Devil T here, and today is our one and only Sonic episode. So, um, today I'm going to tell you some Sonic news and fun facts. 14 of them, especially. So, let's get started. Book the news. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog met Spawn in the weirdest crossover ever. That one's my screen rant. For those who have, um, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog topic for their, their, for their Apple News, they must read this. And also another one from Game Rant. The Sonic the Hedgehog 10 weirdest moments in his comics that fans need to know. So. Sonic's Fantastic Voyage. Nine, two joke characters become hateful demigods. Eight, Ultrasonic and Ultra Tales. Um, Sonic the Player. Knuckles' dad microwaves him as a baby. Sonic becomes king. Original Robotnik returns. Tails becomes a titan. Sonic kills his alternate universe mutant dad. Charmy becomes mentally handicapped. Now it's time to go for the fun facts. So... Number one, his story started with a ball in a tube. Programmer Yuji Naka started small. His prototype for the game featured a simple character rolling through a long tube while inside a life-size ball. He used this version to the game to create an algorithm that would make Sonic's complex motion scheme possible. And this one, again, I need to mention, this one's from mentalfloss.com. 14 fun facts about Sonic Hedgehog. Before Sega landed on a hedgehog, Sonic was a rabbit. And, um, um, their rival was Mario. His name was uh, always, not always Sonic. Um, it was Mr. Needlemouse after one point. Um, number of pop culture uh, icons were gathered as a resource character's creation. Oshima borrowed the Felix the Cat's head and Mickey Mouse's body for Sonic's basic likeness. Michael Jackson's boots from the Bad Album sleeve inspired Sonic's patent footwear with Santa Claus coloring tossed in for a sense of familiarity. Pop art was a big influence on the game. And the game soundtrack was composed by a big Japanese band. In keeping with the spirit above, Sonic scored entirely Jap- by the Japanese pop group Dreams Come True formed it as a trio in 1988. The band went to provide music for films including Sleepless in Seattle and the new line cinema animated film The Swan Princess. 
Sonic's arch enemy went by many names. So his um first his first name was Dr. Iro Robotnik, uh, first known as Dr. Eggman in Japan, but first known as Robotnik in US. He has other um tossed options for the name Bad Wrench, Bad Vibes, Bad Year, and Fatty Lobotnik. Now that one I really liked. The game might take place on the West Coast. The game's official setting is a fictional South Island, which may or not uh, may not be re- uh, retroactively located on likewise fictional planet Mobius. The established home, Sonic and Company, a number of the franchise's cartoon and comic series. However, the original game's most iconic level, the Green Hill Zone, was modeled after the landscape of California. Sonic lives up to his speedy reputation. Um, technically, Sonic himself wasn't all that fast. So, it was his shoes. And only diehard fans. There are actually two versions of Sonic the Hedgehog release. So, the first, uh, there is a 16-bit Sega Genesis version. And another is 8-bit. Sonic's programmer didn't get along with Sega. Yuji Naka became increasingly fed up with his employing company during the process of creating and releasing Sonic the Hedgehog, prim- primarily due to Sega's resistance to giving game dev- uh, developers proper credit. Shortly after Sonic's publication, Naka severed ties with Sega's Japanese headquarters and moved to America only to find work at the company's stateside office. The game includes a hidden message. The most scandalous thing about the message is not in fact what it says, but it was the way it was embedded into the game in a cover art of rebellion against Sega's prohibition of post-game credits. Naka did indeed include a displayed list of names of all parties responsible for creating Sonic, printing them on the screen that introduces the game. Since Naka printed the names in black text before black background, they were effectively invisible and only could be seen via the cheat code. So that's all. And again, it's from mentalfloss.com. 14 facts about Sonic the Hedgehog. All right. So, now, uh, this is, for whoever is viewing right now, don't tell anybody, but there's a bonus. Fortnite news right now. Alright, so. Um, okay. So, Ninja breaks his silence on a heavy Fortnite Band of stream nine-year-old Brazilian streamer Zenon, who was playing with his father's supervision, and um, um, when he decided to join ranked arena arena mode matches, although there was no cash on on the line in this match, 
Zenon was shocked when his account suspended and no appeared on the screen. It read that he had been banned from playing for a whooping 1,459 days. In other words, he's been kicked off the game for four years, unable to return to Fortnite until he's 13 years old. And this one I really enjoyed reading. So, um, five landing spots we miss and five we don't. So we missed Lucky Landing. Lucky Landing was added in season three of Fortnite. It was located south of Fatal Fields and became an iconic area for solo players. It was a small area, but a great getting quick encounters and beginning your rotation into the circle. Sometimes you wouldn't get lucky and have the final circle fall on Lucky Landing, which usually led to intense confrontations. There was just something about this spot that made it fun to land over and over again as a squad or even a solo player. We don't miss Wailing Woods. Well, Wailing Woods was a somewhat fun area to land in, it was just far too annoying to get out of here if there were a lot of players around. Often players would be hiding behind trees, waiting for someone to leave the main era. It, it wasn't a fun experience for most of the time, but it was a decent spot to land with some of your friends. Most of the time, it would really only make sense to go through Wailing Woods for challenges and if you're forced to go through it to get the circle. We miss Dusty Divot. Dusty Divot had some serious changes throughout the first chapter of Fortnite. It started as Dusty Depot and somewhat decent place to land in early seasons. It turned into a new area called Dusty Divot after a meteor struck. The best version of it was definitely when the trees grew around the area and it turned something similar to a part of Jurassic Park. The area looked aesthetically pleasing and was mo one of the most improved through the first chapter of the game. And I forgot to add, this is from a Game Rant article and I'm reading from Apple News. We don't miss frosty flights. The snowy area in the later series of chapter one was pretty cool for the most part. Happy Hamlet was a fan favorite area that had plenty of blue and wasn't extremely far away from other areas. Frosty flights were extremely far from everything. While, of course, back in chapter one, there was more, way more mobility and it wasn't that great of an area to start with, but with the airplanes added, Frosty Flights was a pretty popular area, but seemed to die down as the game went on. We miss Lonely Lodge. Lonely Lodge was a great spot for solo players and perfect for farming up on a bunch of materials without having to worry about getting into a bunch of early game fights. Usually there would be only a couple of people landing with you and with, sometimes with luck, there would be nobody. It's one of the most memorable spots in Fortnite and almost by any person has played the original game can name it if asked to remember spots from the first chapter of the game. We don't miss 50, uh, Shifty Shafts. Shifty Shafts was in a terrible spot to land. What made it frustrating was a lot of people hiding spots where enemy could be hiding with a shotgun and jump scare the living daylight out of you. It also didn't have a lot of loot compared to some other players' places, and mats were uh, 
bit harder to get with only a couple of trees. The house outside the shift was a better place to start, as you could loot up, then finish whoever was left in the mine shafts. Um, we miss Tilted Towers. Tilted Towers was essentially the training ground for players to get better at the game. If you made it out of Tilted Towers alive, it gave such a huge sense of accomplishment and made you feel like a pro, pro player. Most of the time, around 15 to 20 players would drop at Tilted Towers. Sometimes more during competitive games. It was a great area for competitive play and became a fan favorite. Some players didn't like it due to the activity took away more from other spots in the game. It would be really cool to see it make a return in the future and I really wanted to come back. For season chapter 2, season 3, there there is a leak that uh, might bring back some of the old towns. So we don't miss uh, Tomato Temple. Tomato Temple was a fun new take on Tomato Town. However, it was just it just didn't compare to the original version of the landing spot. It was more of a fun spot that paid homage to Tomato Town and the skin, but for the sake of getting decent loot and being able to rotate, it wasn't that great. It'd be nice to see Tomato Town return in the future, but Tomato Temple is one of the that's better off remembered as a meme and left in distant memories. We miss Haunted Hills. Haunted Hills was another great spot for solo players. It had plenty of loot while also being spaced out for, so you don't immediately get into a counter uh, after landing. It also had a spooky vibe to it that often lets you wondering what the lore could be for the area. That might be way too dark for Fortnite, but it does leave a sense for curiosity. It also pretty close to Junk Junction, which allowed for easy metal farming at the beginning of the game. Uh, and we don't miss Polar Peak. Polar Peak is similar to Frosty Flights in that there is not much there for a lot of players. It's plain escape if you didn't manage to get a gun um, in time. It also left a, a lot of players scarred with bad memories from the sword that was added in the game in at a time that may have been one of the darkest ages of Fortnite. Aesthetically, it was pretty cool, but wasn't practical as there were far better spots to land in. Okay, well, that's the end of this episode. It's re- relatively longer, I'll say. and But it was worth it, I'll say. Um, So, that's AK slash the Sonic Devotee signing out with our tomorrow coronavirus news. Bye-bye.